Welcome to the Closer to You, Lord podcast. We're going to talk about good people today. Are you a good person? (laughs) Well, listen up. This is for you. Let me tell you what God says about people. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is no one who does good. You might say, I thought we were going to talk about good people. Well, let me continue reading. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand and seek God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Let's pray. This is a toughie. Let's talk to God. If you're not capable of praying, perhaps because you don't believe there is a God, or perhaps because you don't believe in the God that is speaking, if you don't believe in it, just listen. But please listen with intent. Father, my Father who is in heaven, thank you for being all-knowing. Thank you for knowing us, knowing our hearts, knowing our thoughts, from the first to the last. Thank you for knowing our faults, wickedness, pride, everything. And despite knowing everything, taking the weight of every sinful thought and action, that is everything you abhor, everything that wafts up to your throne and reeks. Thank you for becoming a man, putting it all on and accepting death as payment for our sins. Lord, you have never done anything wrong. You made us like you, that is in your image, in your likeness, and you gave us a choice to be like you, holy, sanctified, glorified, and new, or not. You gave us a choice, right or wrong. You gave us a decision to make. Lord, I pray that you guide me in all truth, that I may faithfully speak your word with purity of heart, with your will as a priority. I also pray that you soften hearts and like a loving father, rebuke our foolish ways so that we might come to you know, to know you, Lord, the way. Amen. Let it be. Send angels to minister salvation. Amen. Back to the topic at hand. The word of God says, God says that he looked at the children of men. That is, he was looking for a good person, just one, one incorrupt one, one good one, one who seeked God, one who had any understanding, and he found no one. In the previous prayer, um, we said that God is all-knowing. He says that he is declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things that are not yet done he knows what you did he knows what you are doing and he knows what you will do and as he looked down from heaven he didn't see anything good nothing 
not from the children of man. Think about that. It's a difficult concept um, to think about considering the premises already established by scripture. God made us. God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. So what gives? How is that in the beginning, God says that when we, his creation was created, it was very good. But then scripture tells us that he couldn't find anyone who was good. The answer to that question is sin. We have a choice. We have a choice to do wrong knowing what is right. We've all been there. We've all done it brazenly, bashfully, loudly, quietly, serendipitously, habitually, ambitiously, uncomfortably. But it's all the same. Allow me to be so bold. You don't have to know Jesus. You don't have to know God to know that you're a sinner. But you do need to know Jesus to know the extent of your wicked ways. All humans, sons of men, children of men, have sinned. Since the time of Adam, that is the first person ever recorded, ever to exist, not only, um, not one of us has gotten it right. Why? Why do we keep sinning? Permit me an illustration. Royalty produces royalty. A king begets princes and princesses. That's great news for royalty. But what does a slave beget? A slave. You might be asking, why did you bring slavery into the conversation? Well, scripture tells us that the children of men are slaves. Jesus said this, Most assuredly, I tell you, whoever commits sin is a slave. Now examine your life. Have you ever told a lie? And maybe to cover up for that lie, you told another one? Sin binds. Sin leads to sin. Let me tell you a story. When I was young, um, when I was losing my my baby teeth, um, my grandmother took one of them and she put it in a little plastic container. Um, those types of plastic containers that you get from the 25 cent machine. Sometimes it's like 45 cents, but whatever. They come in with a little toy and my tooth went in there. And I was obsessed with that tooth. I would take it out. I would play with it. I would smell it. Don't ask me why. But one day I was playing with it and I dropped it um, down the bathroom sink, the drain. So I took a grain of rice and replaced the tooth And all was well for a while. Eventually, for some reason, my grandmother asked to see it again. Probably because I kept playing with it. Um, But that day, for some reason, even though she heard it rattling and it rattled like the tooth would rattle, she looked closely at it and she saw through my deception. Harmless, right? (laughs) Victimless. But I knew it was wrong. I knew that lying and deceiving people was wrong. I hid my shame. I forged a tooth out of rice. I didn't confess to it. I didn't come clean. I tried to hide the evidence under the rug, but the truth, it all came out. 
And one day, we will stand before an all-knowing king, a judge with eyes like flames of fire, who will not judge us according to our conscience like maybe I did then. He will judge us according to his law. Not only what we've done, but also in matters of the intangible, our thoughts, our heart. The scope of that is immense. (laughs) To be judged for things as small as replacing a tooth and as large as genocide. For us, there's a huge difference. But for our creator, sin makes us other. It makes us sons of men, not children of God. Our hearts turn away from him. And even when he does things, like give us the simplest things to follow, the simplest instructions, like do this one thing, we don't. Sometimes it feels like we can't help ourselves. We break the rules, um, not knowing the rules, but also being fully cognizant of the rules, knowing right and wrong. Sin, it's so easily entangles like a knot. The more you pull at it, for some reason, the tighter it gets. Let's talk about the rules, the law. If you've ever been stopped by an officer of the law, um, I would sure hope that you know why you're being stopped. So let's talk about that for a moment. Why are we wrong? Long story short, I have two bullet points. Two. <laughs> Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You will love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. Bullet point number two. He who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. We've been talking about sons, the children of men a lot, but here comes the Son of God, the Son. Here's our rescuer. He opened the debtor's jail. He took the blame for everything that he did not do. Well aware of the evil bloodline that we're from, knowing all our sins, what we've done, the filth that we're in, and what we're capable of doing, knowing that our hearts are continuously um, towards evil, he extends grace, mercy, and purpose for all who will receive it through the Son of God, Jesus. Let me submit to you, there is no good person outside of Jesus. All things were created through him and for him. And we were made in the image of God, yet we chose not to be like him. We chose not to love him. Generationally, we have chosen not to do so. Um, When I think of God, I think of an all-consuming flame. There's no space for anything but him. Pure, righteous, bright, but... Men loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. And that's the crux of the issue. We were supposed to be like him, but we decided not to. 
like mold in a bag of grapes, our corruption spreads from the outside and the inside. Our sin constantly inspires other sins. But the Son of God not only graciously set us free from sin, if we accept his sacrifice through repentance, that is coming to the realization that we're wrong, asking for forgiving, for forgiveness, and believing in Jesus, but he also went further than that. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, you know, sin, slavery, um, against a fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. I'll read it again. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage against a fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness to our, to our spirit that we are children of God. There is more to that passage, so much more. But that's the good news. Although when God looked When he looked for one righteous child of man, he saw none. Through the Son of God, we can become children of God. And praise God for that. Amen. I want to take a moment to pray. And um, as I pray, I will be incorporating a scripture um, that I I I would like to use it, amen, to guide us in this prayer. And it's a prayer... Of, of recognizing where we're at, right? And asking the Lord, you know, from our place of sin, from our place of affliction, from, from our place of just immorality, asking him, amen, to change us, to transform us, to make us a little more like him. So here it is. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness according to the multitude of your tender mercies blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from sin for i acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me against you only you have i sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge amen father god lord i pray that all of us amen may come to repentance i pray and i know lord that you have mercy you are at the mercy seat lord you already paid for our sins if we might just accept that forgiveness lord i recognize that i have fallen short of your glory. I recognize, Lord, that I have sinned many times. I recognize, Lord, that even knowing the truth, I have fallen away. But Father God, I come before you, and I also come before you with all who are listening, Lord. And I ask you that you, amen, might work with our hearts, that we might, that we might recognize, Lord, that we are in opposition to you if we don't accept you. That we might recognize, Father, that we are not sufficient. That in our own strength, we cannot be proven. We cannot be proven blameless before you. Lord, I pray, amen, 
that your mercy might reach us where we are. And I ask you this in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, because you already were at the cross. You already died for our sins, Lord. And all we have to do is accept it. Soften our hearts so that we might accept the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we might accept, amen, that spirit of adoption that you so graciously extend to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.